Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day, and that includes you, Sarah. How are you today? I'm good, Adam. How are you? I'm good, I think. No one's informed me otherwise, so we're good. All right. Well, I'll let you know if it changes. Oh, yeah. You could be one of the, one of the people <laughs> who informs me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say you often are the person who informs me, but that's actually false. Is it? Well, you, you don't, you, you're not the one who's like, okay, Adam, you're having a bad day and here's why. Hmm. I could be. Oh yeah. You have the capacity for it. Certainly. <laughs> You have, you have the capacity for either great good or great harm. <laughs> you, Rude. You, need to, you need to be responsible with your power is all I'm saying. Rude. <laughs> hey, that, I feel like that's a compliment, but okay. 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 Rude. Rude. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So, um, yeah, we're... We're cruising right along. This show is going to be done pretty soon, actually. Yeah, we only have two more episodes. Yeah. Oh, hey, before you, I give you the opportunity to make fun of me, I do want to give some shameless plugs real quick. Uh, just uh, for the people who want to support this channel for free, I mean, all, all you've really got to do, I mean... If you haven't already joined our Discord server, that's actually something you can do to support yourself because there's a lot of good discussion going on on the Discord server that's found in the link in the show notes. We also are in a a battle for 10th place. That sounds so epic. (laughs) On the the Podbean uh, search for Wheel of Time, we are tied currently with the 10th place group so if you could just follow us on podbean we'd appreciate it we get more visibility and probably like one or two more clicks so that would be just the best uh, hmm. and also if you can leave uh, leaving leaving reviews uh, and ratings five star ratings on itunes is really great uh, you know hitting the like button on our youtube channel and subscribing on our youtube channel all this stuff all the links are found in the in the show notes so please do that if you would, if you want. If you don't want, then I won't say the rude thing I just thought of. But um, <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's what I think of you. <laughs> Let's continue to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I don't want to have to stick handle anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you do not. Um, well, I feel like you should explain why 10th place is so important, by the way, before we get into the show. And it's because the first 10 podcasts are the ones that show up when you do a search on Podbean. So that means we would be visible right away. 
I love that you're like, oh, I think you should explain. And here's me explaining it. <laughs> yeah. Do, so do you still think I should explain that or are we Just good? regurgitate what I said. And, uh... <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. So let's... <laughs> just kidding. All right, moving on. <laughs> Don't pay attention. Rude. <laughs> or was I? Who knows? So we've got, so we're talking about show news a little bit. We're, we're in episode seven coming up this week and mm-hmm. there it's going to be pretty interesting. I think, I, I don't know where they're going with it. Cause obviously I, I've heard, I've actually heard a lot of people saying things like they lost me in episode six. There's too many changes. And this is all for people who have read the books and stuff. Right. There's too many differences. And so what are your thoughts on that? Like, how are they affecting you, Sarah? Because you haven't read every, everything, obviously, but right. Uh, like, are these, you know, you could, you know, enough to see some really obvious changes. How is that impacting you and what your view on the show is? So enjoyment of it. I'm still enjoying it. What I'm actually finding is happening is the show is impacting how I'm reading the books. And I'm, tr- I realized this and I've now, you know, come to terms with it and basically been like, I need to separate them because what's happening is my opinions from the show are now bleeding into when I'm reading the books and those opinions are now being formed based, based off the show and they're changing, pun intended, um, my <laughs> opinion in the books, which is bad because obviously the books are, are different. Um, so I'm now that I'm aware of this and that this is happening, I think I can keep them separated easier. If that makes sense. I think so. So I, and I mean, like you said, I haven't read the whole series. So for me, then I don't think the changes are as noticeable. Um, Mm. well, yeah, there are certain things that have really deep implications that you just can't know because you haven't read all the way through the series right exactly so it kind of goes back to one of our first episodes where I was talking about when they started making the Harry Potter movies and my thought was how can you make these movies you have you don't have all of the books yet so you're going to cut things and you don't know if what you're cutting has a deep implication. And now I'm kind of in reverse where I'm reading the, where I'm reading the books and I'm watching the show at the same time, but I haven't read all of the books yet. So how can I be fully judgmental on what's being cut out? Because I don't know what is heavily, you know, warranted to be cut and what isn't. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I think, there's a certain freedom to that, though, honestly, of just being able to experience things without worrying that some one of your, that Bella is going to die and it's going to be sad. Totally. Like, every week I'm like, okay, like, new episode, great. And I, I sit here, I'm like, oh, I hope it's actually, like, good in terms of everyone <laughs> yeah. else's opinion and not just mine. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like we have the same conversation every time of, I say something like, I like it. And you're like, oh, good. I was worried you didn't like it. You wouldn't Every like time it. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and because you don't, but in a way you're just worried that you won't like it just because, because of the implication that maybe there's something in it that ruins everything for me. Then you just don't have the scope of knowledge to be able to see that. Exactly. So that's where I need your opinion 
That's good. I, I like this sound of people needing my opinion. That sounds just like something that I, needs- I misspoke. It's where I would like your opinion. Mm. I like that less. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm blissfully ignorant at the moment. That's good. That sounds blissful. Mm-hmm. I'll good. take it. Yeah, I, and I think it's just a really interesting thing. Like what, how, how important they, they must've sat down with the show and just decided this is how important we, this is how much emphasis we, we're going to put on, on people uh, who have read the books, caring mm-hmm. about what we're doing. And this is how, like, they must've done studies and just seen because the vast majority of people who watch the show just haven't read the books i think oh totally i know so many people who are watching it that haven't read the books yeah and that's that's different for me because obviously i have read the books a lot of times and so Mm -hmm. my level of importance of the narrative is going to be way different other people just want a good story and so you you just have to think that in reality the people who've read the books at the end of the day can give you a big headache maybe by by like being a really loud annoyed group of people but for the most part I think those people are just going to shun the show and just not watch it anymore right and they're probably a relatively minor percentage so uh, I don't know right I mean not to sound rude or harsh but I feel like if you're taking something like this and adapting it to a tv show you're you're going to think about what the fan base would want but i don't think you're going to focus on that as heavily as people might expect i think at the end of the day you're going to look at it and say this is a 14 book series that we're condensing down into potentially Mm -hmm. 64 episodes however many 64 hours and you're going to have to cut things out and you're going to have to decide what can you cut what can you put from you know three characters into one character like where can you condense that doesn't Mm -hmm. affect the overall moral and theme of the story Uh, well and you're right I think that there's also just the idea that there is not not everything that's written can be translated well onto the screen and vice versa there are certain things that there's like, like so I, I really think the more I think about it, the better it is that Parod was married at the start of the show because it gave us something we could, we're, because even if you haven't been married, even if you don't really care about that stuff as much, you can, uh, at least on some human level, understand she was extremely important to him and he killed her accidentally and how that would feel to us, even if we can't relate specifically, we can extract, you know, we can assume a little bit of, you know, so he's he's going through all this torment and we don't need to hear his thoughts in that case because we can kind of just fill in hit the blanks right you you know he's tormented because he just killed his wife yeah exactly and so but if it's just the way the the books start uh, then he's just riding along and things happen and he's mostly quiet well and this is the thing so like let's say that he was not married when they do the show and now he's just quiet he's riding along now you have a character that is important to the story who's not going to screen test well with your audience yeah they're like oh the quiet guy 
Yeah. Oh, what? What about him? He's important. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. People aren't going to care about him. They're like, he doesn't even talk. I didn't even know his name. As opposed to now, you're like, well, he's gone through some rough times. And oh, he smiled. I'm happy that he smiled. Like, that's a, exactly. that's a big deal. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, any other thoughts? I feel like I want to get into the actual, like, show news, quote unquote, that yeah, I have. Yeah, please, please do. I, um, I'm... We could only have a couple more episodes of me being able to actually ponder the show that much, but uh, you know, and that makes me sad, but also I'm exhausted because I have so much going on right now in my life. It's (laughs) maybe kind of be nice to have one less thing to focus on, but, but uh, I would love to hear about the news because I haven't heard it. You did the research and I'm going to learn about it from you. Okay. So I'm going to get my notebook. It's not like news. I will preface this that it's somewhat spoilery if you don't want to be spoiled for episode seven and episode eight, because there were um, image leaks that went out basically. And there were clip leaks that went out um, and Mm. they are still circulating. You can find them on Reddit. You can find them on Facebook, all this stuff. And they're getting pulled like Amazon is slowly, Amazon and Sony are slowly crawling the internet and pulling all these clips. Um, But anyway, so fair warning, spoiler, whatever. One of the um, images that was leaked or, or sorry, it wasn't an image that was leaked. It was the rating that the British, I'm, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically like the television association there. And they give it a rank, like a, a, a rating, like PG-13, whatever for TV and say what it is in the episode that that warrants that rating um anyway so for episode seven there is um a lot of blood apparently and violence including a pregnant woman being stabbed through so the idea is that theoretically it would be showing blood snow and in episode seven and we would see rand's birth is the is the idea hmm. okay i could uh, see that then in episode eight they said scenes of extreme violence and gore um including like a, a corpse on the ground at one point and scenes of women being beheaded and one getting one woman getting a sword through her mouth i think it was um so this is where i'm going to disagree i'm gonna tell you what what was said as a theory for this and i'm going to disagree the theory is that this would be like visions that the dark one was showing rand and the boys and that the the theory is that the the women being beheaded could possibly be nynaeve or Egwene, and you know taunting him um i am actually wondering if this is where we're finally going to see uh the prologue of eye of the world and i'm wondering if those women being beheaded and killed is actually lose theron going crazy and killing everybody Mm, that's a fun idea um because one of the other spoilers is that there was a still of Luce Theron in costume leaked. And I believe he's in episode eight. 
That would make sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, I always thought that the start of Eye of the World was just, it was too jarring. We've talked about this a little bit in previous right. episodes. I think the first one actually of that. It's just a strange uh, juxtaposition of this high court with this guy. And there's, they're talking about an, an obvious conflict that has happened for a long time uh, the, throughout history. And like, they're clearly adversaries people are dead and you have this horrifying notion that one of them like the good guy actually killed all the people there which is not a good guy act and then and then we get to see a bunch of farmers and right everything it's just such a strange thing I, I it would and yet it does provide a nice context to the show if it had been added sometime other than at the very 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 start of the series I've always thought that 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 could have been a lot more powerful mm -hmm. once you once you like well okay so now I know what the dragon reborn is mm -hmm. why is it why do people think this about the dragon reborn and and then you show it so it, it's that it makes narrative sense actually if they're going to show it now <clears throat> and right. some of the you can see how it shaped people's perceptions and how some of the everyone just says oh you shouldn't channel look at how Look at what Luz Theron did. You can point to it then. Right, exactly. And then have this, this flashback. So um, that was Sounds cool. pretty much like the really cool stuff. They got into some of the costuming and like, I'm not going to get into it because it was really long-winded and to be mm. honest, kind of boring. So I feel like that's the kind of thing you would want to see, not, not describe. Yeah. It's like so-and-so was wearing like a red shirt right. and it has some buttons and yeah, it sounds lame. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll skip that. I, I already disapprove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> haven't even done it. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, not a ton of news, but that, that's what I got for you. Okay. Oh, uh, what do you think about it? I, what are your thoughts? I would really enjoy if we got to see, like, if they did the prologue. Like, I, that was, I loved the prologue of Eye of the World. I mm. thought it was great. So I would love to see it. And then again, like, like you were saying, it, it ties into, you know, viewers who aren't familiar with the content and haven't read the books yet. You're going to understand why this is such a big deal. Like, why you know, they need to find the dragon reborn before he goes crazy. Like, so. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm really interested to see where they, where they end up with all of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I will say I'm going to be a little bit sad if it's all revealed at the end of episode eight and then that's it. And we have to wait for season two, but. That's fair. Mm -hmm. The, the pictures are interesting on it. I feel like I saw one that was just some random guy mm -hmm. um, holding an bow and arrow or something, but on obviously like on in a fortress or something. Mm -hmm. Which I guess they're going to show the borderlands. They, sh they should be doing that at least. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, that was literally the only picture I saw. There was nothing shown when I was looking because every the and the reasoning and I understand the reasoning is anything that that they would show is that it would just be a reason for it to get pulled because Amazon and Sony are slowly crawling through and and pulling all of it so 
Okay. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Show news. Pretty soon we'll go through a drought of show news. So right. thank you. Thanks for, <laughs> thank you for helping us to know what, what to expect. You're Sarah. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> sounded kind of condescending. It did boring. sound really condescending. <laughs> <laughs> <You're a jerk>. <laughs> okay <laughs> let's move on to the book <laughs> all right if you're sure I, yeah. you, did you want to ask if i should move on to the book or can no. i just decide you're, you're running the show sarah you're in charge <laughs> you're good um okay because i don't have any other show news for you so let, let, let's talk about the book because then we can we can talk about the next four chapters of the eye of the world okay i so what happened in the last last time let's see in the last time in the last in in the last time yeah (laughs) (laughs) um like in the in the chapters that we were talking about well yeah obviously that's what i meant by in the last time (laughs) so the last one rude was rude, with, rude of you for scoffing yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> the uh the last one was when rand and matt were in um four kings yeah in four kings in that inn and that's easy mm. inn and rand ended up channeling the lightning to let them out and they're just taken off they're running away that was where we left off okay cool and um Perrin and Egwene were captured by the White Cloaks. All right. When they were hiding in the setting. Cool. So they were they were captured by them and they were interrogated, but nothing else has happened with them beyond right. that. Okay. Right. Which also, so we're going to do chapters 33 to 36, so the next four, which mm-hmm. all of them are Matt and Rand chapters. So we, we don't care about Perrin and Egwene or Moraine. Oh, so all of them are Rand, Matt and Rand. They're, okay. all, they're all Matt and Rand chapters. Cool. We're on a Matt and Rand binge, I guess. <laughs> We're binging them. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> cool. I, I've always liked the idea of, I just, that's the one thing about Wheel of Time. Sometimes, I guess you haven't gotten to that point yet as mm-hmm. much. In, I guess book three has it a little bit, but they they do this thing where it, like all these different characters are like, there's all these storylines going on all over the place. And so they follow one person for three chapters and then you're just getting mm-hmm. into that story arc and then you move to the next one and you don't hear from them for another like half of the book because there's so many different arcs going on and so I've always thought it would just be cool and I've said I've said this to you before but I would I would like to at some point just do a crawl where if if we ever get to the point where we finish this entire series it would be fun to just say okay now we're just going to read the Matt parts and that's it we're just going to read Matt's arc right and just from start to finish we just go through that i i've always thought that would be a cool way to approach the series Mm -hmm. just from that point of view it's cut out all of the the middle yeah we don't need to hear about rand except if he's with matt at the time right and then you kind of get you can get the sense of what matt's experience is like Mm -hmm. because for instance, if if Matt is out and about and he's not with Rand for a long time, and then they come back and meet each other, and they haven't talked to each other for a long time, you will you already know as the reader what 
Rand has been doing the whole time. Right, exactly. But Matt doesn't necessarily know about that. He's just off doing his own Matt thing. And so he comes back and sees Rand and you're, he's like, whoa, you've changed a lot. Things have changed. They, there is difference here that I'm observing. And you as the reader could actually feel that, that shift that of change. perspective. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, but that's not what, today is not that day. <laughs> no, today is not okay. that day. Um, okay, so let's start with chapter 33, obviously, the dark weights. So they have, they've left, they, you know, Rand called down the lightning at the end of that last chapter and they're running mm-hmm. out. Um, there's nothing really crazy going on here other than that. Rand is sick, which is why is that funny? Uh, it's not. I feel like he's always sick. Uh, <laughs> You're just sick of him being sick. I'm sick of him being sick, and yeah, Seems and if you, y- yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I won't say why because it's a, it's a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't finished the book yet. Right, he's he's sick, and it's attached to things that have happened that right. we you've read about. It's just. It's a hint at something that's going on, and you know, not everyone catches on to it. It's just, but okay. So Matt is actually still kind of blind for a little bit, right? At the start, yeah, he is. So, which I'm assuming is from the lightning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So he's a little bit blind. Rand is sick. So you know, they they're not doing too good. Um. And they are just going towards Camelin, going through through these towns and observing that the towns are getting closer and closer together. Um, but they keep getting run, I don't want to say run out of the towns, but they, they basically just have dark friends following them everywhere. So they're just on the run the whole time, going right. from, from town to town. They catch rides with farmers, all of this great or merchants, all this great stuff. Um, Wasn't there and, an assassination attempt on Rand or something at this point too? <clears throat> no, I think that's the next chapter. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Well, when he was sick, I'm pretty sure that there was some some lady who comes up and With try like a noblewoman. Yeah, the dagger. With the dagger, I can't remember which chapter it was. If it was this one or the next one. I think it was this one because this is when Rand is sick because then he gets better yes. like by the end of this one, right? And then um, Matt also, because Matt uses the dagger too. He's got the dagger to her throat. Right. Oh yeah, and then they throw the dagger in a barrel yes. and it hisses or smokes or something. Like yeah, so that must be this one. Which I think then that this is also the chapter where it's either this chapter or the next one. We'll wait. We'll wait for the next one to get into it. But um, I guess you'll, we will. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, like, about by the your end whim. It, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But by the end of it, they're just they're they just try to they they overhear that there are people going to Camelin because oh. they've heard that the false dragon is going to be in Camelin and all these people are going to go see the false dragon. So they decide they are going to be able to blend in and try and follow that mm-hmm. um and that's pretty much chapter 33 running cool. from people trying to kill them 
and getting to Camlin or on their way to Camlin. Running from people who are trying to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> the way you said it, I was like, running from people trying to kill them sounded like you're they're trying to kill the people who are they're running from. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, you might have to. <laughs> well, you're right. Sometimes the people should have just left minded their own damn business exactly they had it coming exactly these attitudes this is awful <laughs> uh okay so chapter 34 which is the last village they're still trying to get to camelin but in this one they are in they've they've caught a a ride with a with somebody i can't remember who it is if it's a farmer or a merchant or whatever and they're in carisford um and this is where they overhear people talking and there's a merdral or they hear about a merdral who's been asking for these two boys and he's got the description and said he you know it's all hearsay basically between these two characters saying that they've got a hair and marked blade and they're dark friends and you know there's a reward out for them and all this kind of stuff so which is great because rand's got his hair and marked blade and now they they're gonna have to hide and not get caught it does sound just great sounds Mm -hmm. sounds lovely so they end up catching another ride with another farmer um who decides to tell them about andoran royalty which i thought was really cool Um, yeah i like this guy because he's he's he sees things the right way without any pre-knowledge of anything he's just like you know what you he tells the he tells the innkeeper off he's like you're you have really terrible associations like you're the people you're hanging out with are just not awesome at all you know like kind of kind right. of just and it's just he he calls it like it is and and in this case it's endearing yeah and you can you can tell that he is that way because he's you know going through the, the family the royal family and talking about um all the different people involved and he he's just kind of throwing in these little remarks of like well you know with what happened there and right you can tell he's very opinionated which is great um and i can't so this is the part that i can't remember if it was this chapter or the last one because they got so many rides from town to town that i don't remember which one it was where rand fell asleep in one of these carts and he has this dream um and he dreams about tom and i think moraine was in it i remember tom was in it Anyway, but it is the dark one, and it's another one of those those dreams with the dark one in it. And he ends up waking up from the dream, and there's a raven on his chest that plucks out his eye, um, and then actually wakes up from the dream on the cart and realizes his eye is fine. And I just thought it was an interesting little thing because there was a raven in his dream, and the raven was on him on the cart while he was dreaming. So obviously they know the dark one knows where he is. I'm just like a, I'm just glad it wasn't a flock of ravens. It wasn't an unkindness. It was just mm. one, not an unkindness. Uh, yeah, that's. It was definitely not an unkindness because that's not a thing. So it is a thing. 
Mm. Would you prefer conspiracy? I want to know who makes these up. They're like, hey, we're just going to, we're just going to impose our, impose this on society. Just Mm -hmm. this, this really dumb thing. It's totally not dumb. Well, it's not dumb. Like, so, so I'm glad that it was just one Raven. So we don't have to have this conversation apparently. (laughs) Brought it up just so that you knew we would not have to have this conversation. Oh, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, so we've got, uh, here's, here's my other opinion. Uh, let, mm-hmm. Let's just get all, all of my opinions out. Apparently um, I, I wish that uh, they didn't have so many weird dreams about things like Ravens plucking eyes out and just right. things. I, I don't, I don't do well with that. Like they, they just want to talk. I, I don't care about like Beelzebub keeps showing up in their dreams and he keeps saying, you're mine. You're, you know, I, I don't care. Like there's too much of that. There's too many weird dreams in my opinion in this, in, in this book. That's, that's something, a criticism I've always had. I don't care about the dreams. They're boring. Oh, see, I really liked the dreams. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't like them in the sense of like I was fascinated by them and I thought they had a lot of like intel or or anything like that. I just thought it was a really cool feature of of this story where these dreams they're not just dreams. Like it's very obvious it's a link to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me if I'm wrong. But it, it seems like a very obvious link to these boys. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you're right that there's there's things uh, there's a link. I just let's see. Uh, okay, so I like I like more concrete things, I guess. Is my thing is uh, if there's like a prophecy that's fine and people want to react to it and everything, you can shape the whole plot of the book around a prophecy. I'm I'm fine with that because of the the ambiguous nature of language and everything, but the I just I get so tired of them referring to things that I don't know what's going, like if you're new to the book and Baalzaman's just like, you're mine, you've served me, I'm blustering, I'm just going to keep trying to intimidate you. There's so many things that I'm going, I'm just going to keep saying this. And it's like, okay, we get it. We get that you can go into the dreams. We get that that's a thing, that that's possible. I just don't, like what, what impact does it really have on them other than they're just kind of a little more scared and stuff. I, there were, in my opinion, there were too many of those. And there was one that I kept trying to skip through and it was, it was like, I don't know, tons of time that I I just kept trying to skip forward 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. It was so distracting because it just kept going and going and going and going. And uh, I don't know. Like what, what was accomplished by the dream other than he feels a little shaky. Ugh. I mean, that's, that's fair. I'm, I'm not going to argue that, but I just thought it was interesting. I think it's interesting that he has dreams. I think that they take mm-hmm. too much time to, to go about it. To, they could have really condensed that part and not normally I like his, his really expansive explanations about everything. I normally like that. I just, in this case, it just seems 
pointless and boring. I don't right. know. Because if, if everything, oh no, like what, suddenly he was standing in this in, in a new place and this place is somewhere I you will not recognize and you may not see it again. And maybe, <laughs> and, and then he reacted, he screamed and then he was in a different place and I defy you. And it's just bluster and counter bluster and confusion. And it's like, 15 minutes of insanity before we can get to the actual story. I'm I mean, sorry, just rant, but it, it, it's fair. I can, I can see why it would be an annoying and why they would be long winded. Well, thank you for acknowledging that. I, and for, for what it's worth, I actually am glad to hear that other people enjoy those parts. I, because yeah, if you have to go through it, then I would prefer that you enjoy it. I just right. didn't particularly enjoy it. In some ways, I wish I did enjoy it, so then I would have enjoyed it. But... <laughs> you would. You would have enjoyed it if you enjoyed it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that sounds true. <laughs> that, that's how that works. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, it's good we've established it. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yay. Yeah, so that's pretty much chapter 34 cool yeah uh, so one one other thing i'll, I'll just mention real quick mm-hmm. i do also like his I, I like that they they jump in uh, to the royal family and stuff because it alludes to yeah. rand's oh, i don't want to i don't want to give too many spoilers but there, it alludes to some of rand's like history some of some things impacted him in in certain ways and it's all just kind of you can look back at book one and say oh like there is actually they were actually uh, intentional about this right from the very start they they knew exactly what was going on and so i do i do like that it gives kind of some more backstory of what's going on with with that even though it, it means almost nothing I've always liked it when you're reading a series and then you can look back at the first book and see all these little snippets that were, you just think are in there for snippets and then they just all tie in. I'm like, that's genius. Like, that's just brilliant. Yeah, I've always liked that a lot. There's there's another author that I really like, Michael J. Sullivan. He 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 constantly puts in these just little little tidbits here and there that mm-hmm. if you've read the series before, if you've read other books of it before, like the second time you read through it, there's mm-hmm. all these things that suddenly make sense. And yeah. and he intentionally does that so that you it's kind of just as the second reading is in some ways more rich than the first. Mm-hmm. But uh Robert Jordan doesn't I feel like he doesn't do that as much, but this this is absolutely one of the examples of him doing that doing it yeah yeah so that that's that do you want to do you want to do chapter 35 sure which is aptly named camelin because they finally are in camelin which was sadly cut out of the show <laughs> yeah but it exists <laughs> because that's apparently where the amaralyn has been visiting right so um Mm-hmm. I think this was really interesting. They finally get to Camelin and then right away they decide that they're going to need to hide the sword. They don't really decide it among, among themselves. One of the um, men that was chatting earlier about 
two boys on the run with a hair and marked sword being wanted and all this tells them to to hide it um and to wrap it and then he just takes off which i thought was pretty cool hey that was the farmer who did that right the guy who was yeah Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it was a farmer yeah it was Um, was the guy who yeah well because he recognizes because that guy had been saying you know we're, we're on the lookout for these these boys and then and then they show up and the guy could have turned them in, but he's like, you know what? I don't trust that a-hole. We're just mm-hmm. going to, we're just going, I'm just going to do my own thing. And then he gives them advice and yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. it makes, yeah. it makes you love that guy. Totally. So I thought that was great. Um, yeah. So they go and they get red cloth and that's what they, they wrap the sword in just to, to hide the hair and marking. Um, and then they decide, and by they decide, I really mean Rand decides because Matt is so like I, every chapter we go on, he just gets more and more pessimistic. Um, and Rand is and like dickheadish. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, you just love to hate him. And, I don't know if that was a swear word, but we could keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he he says like Rand's like let's go to this inn because Tom told us about it the Queen's blessing and and Matt doesn't want to and Rand's like no we're going and he just goes and Matt's got to tag along because he's a little b mm. um and yeah so this is what you pointed out on our reaction episode was that this innkeeper in came oh, Basil is the innkeeper from yeah. that last episode. So, well, and Basil, cool. oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say that was kind of cool that they did that. Yeah, he's a good Queen's man. Yeah. yeah but Basil Gill is, uh, he's important to some degree later in the series as well. So, <laughs> it's, it's nice that he exists in the show just in case they want to use okay. his story arc. Right. So, and, and it's just nice, like this whole little, intro with him like they get there and i laugh the first thing Rand notices is that basil's like not skinny (laughs) right he's like oh thank goodness (laughs) yeah it's like okay so um but they they tell him like tom sent him and he's questioning why he's got tom's flute and all this kind of stuff and this is the first time where you know we realize maybe tom isn't dead because basically like oh yeah he's way harder to kill than that like don't I, i'm not gonna believe that right. he's dead till i see the body mm-hmm. so i was like that's kind of interesting and then he totally like once once he realizes that they can't pay for a room or anything he's like okay well i'll give you a room and i'll give you a f- food but that's it and just is it all around good dude yeah yeah he's he's awesome basil yeah. gill he's he's and to be fair I, I mean probably he wouldn't have done that for just any two randoms but he's like oh you know you know tom so right right exactly sorry i should have said that but he does it because they know tom oh and this this is a cool thing because so this is he Camelin is packed they can't they couldn't find a place even if they looked for one everywhere is just totally packed full because of the false dragon everyone wants to see him all the ends are you know they're what 
like four to a bed or something like that. Something I, I don't know, but but Basil Gill, even though he could be making more money, he uh, this this says something about Basil Gill, but it also says something about Tom and his how good like he chooses really awesome people to be friends with mm-hmm. and people of character who and and he's he's a good enough friend that this person is willing to actually take a big hit financially where he could just be gouging people for a room instead he just gives them a room for free mm-hmm. just because out of friendship yeah so exactly it says something about tom there is in uh, among everything else so yeah so and and um and and basil is the one who tells them about tom and how tom he used to be a queen to or a bard sorry to queen morgays so yeah he used to be the court bard yep yeah so that's a nice little nugget of info before he went and was trying to help his nephew yeah well the tom the tom arc is actually very interesting in my opinion i i yeah, you, you keep unpacking it throughout the story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which apparently I'm just spoiling that he's alive. So there's that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Downer, but uh, oh. you did it first. You're like, well, we get our first glimmer that he might still be alive. It's like, well, I mean, they know. do kind of hint at it. I'm just saying that I'm not the only one at fault for the spoiler. That's all. I, you know, I like. I'll take my share of the blame, but mm-hmm. it's my share. It's not just my own fault and that's it. That's all. Okay. Okay. Sure. 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 <laughs> Sounds great. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Chapter 36. Um, Web of the pattern. So Matt is still being a little B. Won't leave his room. Super paranoid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um not a fan and rand is like all right well i'm gonna go wander and he goes into into the library in camelin and he's wandering around where he meets loyal he meets a trollic meets a trollic (laughs) just kidding it's an ogier (laughs) oh Oh, phew okay thank goodness don't panic i was panicking can you tell i could good yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah he meets loyal and loyal you know introduces himself and he thinks rand is an aiel man which is fantastic and interesting mm-hmm. um then and then he realizes that he's tarbiarn but he he introduces himself and he tells him about how he left his steading and he wants to see the world and do all this stuff and once he learns that that Rand isn't is a Tarviran instead, he's like, I want to travel with you. Tarviran. Sorry. Well, I like that he he immediately see he's like, Ooh, you're Tar you're you're Tarviran. <laughs> you're Tarviran. <laughs> oh man. Not okay. But no, I, I like that he recognizes immediately that he's Taviran. Right. And we're, I think this is where we're actually introduced to it initially, with the idea of someone who shape the the who the pattern shapes itself around. That's yeah. just kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. And then immediately is like, I'm gonna go with you. 
And Rand's like, nah, mm-hmm. but maybe we'll see you another time. Right. Uh, you, yeah, probably not. Yeah. We don't need a Trolloc with us. Yeah, he's like, nah, don't really want to. And uh, that's that. Yeah. So I like personally loved the introduction of Loyal. I thought he sounded like such a cool character. So this was a nice little, nice little nugget for me. Yeah, I think I think it's really interesting. So uh, when you first start with the book, you wonder how many creatures like this exist. Right. Because so you have you have humans, obviously, that that's the standard fantasy thing. I'd like to see a fantasy novel or something where the mm-hmm. humans just don't exist. That that would be really interesting. To and me. it's just all different species. Well, and, and maybe it's it's maybe too unrelatable. So it's maybe not possible, but uh, one way or another there's humans and then of course there's trollocs and merdral and all the shadow spawn and flocks of ravens and <laughs> there's also now ogier who mm-hmm. are like they like it's very clearly a play on ogres right but he's a cultured he's not just this brutish orc like thing like in other fantasy things he's he's a cultured in in a lot of ways, he's more cultured than he, the humans that he's around, and, and you just wonder. Okay, so now are, the, are we going to see some dwarf version, some version of dwarves? Are we going to see some version of goblins? What what are we going to see? And this is basically uh, this is almost where it just ends. That we find now we've met all the sentient types of beings on the earth, and we can move on with our lives. But uh, initially, I, I was just wondering. Oh, that's interesting. There's not just humans. There's going to be all these other creatures, mm-hmm. and um, there are more shadow spawn that are that are introduced. And I guess that there are hints that there are other kind of sentient beings as well, but there's not. It's not clearly explained or anything. So, right. And maybe that was a massive spoiler. Sorry. No, you're good. I just. I don't know. Well, I I know I told you this. Like when he was first introduced, like right away, he gave me Ent vibes from Lord of the Rings. So right away, I was like, oh, I like you. Who? What vibes? Ent. Ent. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're right. That's that's mm-hmm. actually a really good comparison. And you, I remember thinking, oh yeah, that's actually pretty astute. Yeah. Right <laughs> actually, on. as in, it sounds like. Oh, you actually made a good observation for once, Sarah. That wasn't meant I meant, but it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good point. He, he is very entish. He's very entish. So yeah, I and I love the ents. So I was like, this is great. So I automatically, because I drew that connection right away, and I drew that. I think a lot of that I have to give credit to the narrator because I drew that connection from his voice and then from how his mm. character um, came out, but it immediately made me like loyal. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. But yeah, I like, I I just like, there's something so wholesome about loyal. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. So. He's a good lad. He's good. He's good people. <laughs> but not really people if we can but. call his kind people <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's that's the end of that any other thoughts on the chapter slash chapters i guess since we just kind of 
quickly oh. ran through them. So uh, you've, you've mentioned how annoying Matt is getting. I think that in some ways you, you glossed over just how, how much annoying. of an, how much of an issue this really is right now. Yeah. Like because, he, yeah, go ahead. He, I was going to say at one point they are running from town, like trying to, to keep going and he just doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And Rand has to yell at him at one point, like get in his face and be like, why are you quitting type thing yeah the it's it's a hugely stressful thing for rand to go to be going through right now it's right it, he doesn't know what to do with with matt but they got to camelin and now he can kind of do his own thing but but matt is basically at, at this point especially going into this next chapter like he he's basically just stopped functioning right in a lot of ways so, yeah, it's, I just wanted to make sure that we, we clearly annotated that is all. Mm-hmm. That he's just, you know, spiraling, basically. Yeah. yeah. He's a knowing F. Mm-hmm. So, who would you say is your most annoying character then? Oh, so, are we done with all of these then? Yeah, those are all, those, that's all four wow. chapters. Oh, okay, you... I kind of, I guess I just lost 35 and 36. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they are kind of like lost together. So it, it has to be Matt. It, it just, I don't think that there's another option for most annoying for the Mac. No. Uh, I, like I, I hate to do it to him because he ends up being a character that I really like, obviously, but uh, Matt is an extremely unsympathetic character right now. You you can kind of see that the dagger's messing with him, but that doesn't right. change that he's being an annoying little dick. So, right. And like for me, if you make the com- I made the direct comparison between him and Rand, and if you take the dagger out of it, you're going through the same thing. You're both, you know, running for your lives essentially. Mm-hmm. And rand can be like we got to keep going we got to keep going and matt's like nah i don't really want to it's true why yeah so you're just gonna like wait for them to come get you just gonna lay down for it yeah i i I, you know i'm i'm a fairly competitive person like the game that we play Mm -hmm. the star wars game that we play that where we you know the one that we met in um I, I tend to be extremely competitive and that, that's always the, the, when, when people don't want to compete, that that's fine. I guess I just really struggle to relate when someone it has decided that they're just going to lay down for a fight. They say, Oh, I can't win anyways. I'm just not going to. And it just, it baffles my, me to the point uh, to, of exasperation. I just, right why why are you laying down for it just fight just keep going and like just with your that's in in a lot of ways uh, you know and i appreciate you went through it with me like when we when we chose the uh, i i basically chose the intro mm-hmm. of uh, just like till shade is gone water is gone with my last breath you know yeah. like i'm going to fight and matt's just ah, i don't really want to yeah it's, he's, it's so counter to what i what i am so yeah, he, he's literally like i i want to lay down and have a nap yeah it's so i i don't 
he, he's not that relatable to me at all at, at this stage of the book for sure right so. yeah he's and i mean when you when you think about the chapters and everything in at this part of the book there really isn't anyone who i think would be more annoying because everyone that's popping up kind of has a purpose like you've got the dark friends popping up and you have mm-hmm. these you know farmers giving them rides here and there and telling them stories and innkeepers and all this kind of stuff where no one is really doing anything to be annoying well yeah annoying is kind of a funny way to say it but right i mean that's 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 what our what our segment is about but yeah like basil gill is great he's he's so nice and jovial and loyal is impossible to dislike at least at this stage and Mm -hmm. and rand is just Rand is showing a tremendous amount of patience and love for his friend who is being a complete douche. And I just, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we have all these different, and Matt is just, shows no redeeming qualities. He's not, there's nothing, nothing that he's doing that's nice. There's a reason behind it. But I mean, I remember when my, grandma was she got sick and she was on on her way to a a slow like painful death which that sounds melodramatic and whatever I'm not trying to get sympathy I just you know it was a sad situation my mom went to to like take care of her for multiple years actually moved and like and my grandma was just so rude to her all the time because she was in pain and you can understand why she's in pain and there's she just doesn't she's not a happy person and at some at first it was like well you got to be nice to her she's dying what like she what do you expect and then at some point I just I was like okay mom look I I've changed my mind you 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 need to be loving and kind to her as much as you can but the way she's acting is still not acceptable you can understand it but you don't Mm -hmm. have to it's not something that you just have to be happy about happening you can't just gloss that over it's still going to be incredibly obnoxious sometimes so right I don't know people still people should still be responsible for their actions and even if they even if there is a good reason behind it you can understand it (laughs) doesn't mean you have to enjoy it it's true so anyways I know the drawing of that parallels may be extreme but I just yeah uh, Matt Matt gets to be the most annoying in this chapter or in this segment for sure yeah, yeah. there's there's no one else to really pick so it's unless Matt. you unless you count the murderal or something but that doesn't count you can't pick characters you're supposed to dislike kind of right that's what we right. learned in episode one right when you tried to choose narg are you kidding me you chose send buoy anyways which is a whatever we can move on. <laughs> Oh man. Well, <laughs> is there is there anything else? I don't know. What do you think? Is there anything else on your end? I don't think so. I mean, we're going to be back in 2 days for another another episode recap. Yeah, of our our bonus, a bonus episode. Yeah. That'll be exciting. What what do you hope happens in the show? I feel like it's going to, I feel like it's going to be a lot of, 
I would I'd be intrigued to see flashbacks or something like they're obviously making their way through the ways. Mm-hmm. So that will be interesting. And I'm still deciding if I want to see Matt or not. Like maybe he just disappears for the rest of the series. Yeah, like is he just gone now? Until yeah. season two. Oh, until season two, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I I enjoyed the heck out of this actor. I hope the next one is going to be just as good. I, I yeah, because obviously I want to enjoy the show. It's been enjoyable. I don't. It's really sad to me that we're going to be losing this this Matt because he does just such a perfect job. Right. Like he's so funny. He does such a he, he's pulled it pulled it off extremely well. And it's just it's very distressing. In some ways, I wish he was horrifyingly bad at what he did. Right. Because then we're like, oh, we have something to look forward to. He's going to be out. But he's not. He's actually really good at playing him. So. Mm-hmm. Man, that's sad. But. I want yeah, to see I, if I want to see more about the dagger. What happens with the dagger? If Matt goes back for it or what? Because it's a it's actually a fairly big deal for him in mm-hmm. a lot of the show or in a lot of the books. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Moraine's just like, "Oh, you're healed now. Don't touch it. You're good." Right. Is, I'm actually. I. It, it's a huge distraction in a lot of ways, and I. It makes you dislike i mean we we've just spent a whole long time talking about how it makes him annoying so in a way it's it's nice to to just be free of that but mm-hmm. uh, it seemed it also it almost seemed like they just made the power of the dagger and the, the the menace of it and the the overall implications of it just way more diminished than it kind of uh should have should be i don't know right because now you could literally be like okay well that happened what was the point well, that dagger causes issues throughout the entire book series. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I won't tell you too much. I just, that, that dagger is a pervasive threat throughout. And if they're just going to disregard it, I guess it, I'm probably fine with it, frankly. I don't, I don't know that it's so hard to just, you know, it's like when, when Gandalf was talking in, in Lord of the Rings to Frodo and Frodo says, I wish Bilbo had just killed Gollum and mm-hmm. Gandalf's like, well, some people deserve who, who, who deserve life die. And some people who deserve uh, death live or whatever, like who, there's too many factors. And are you the one to give it to him? Like, do you know all the factors that are going into it, Frodo? And you just realize that in this case, I don't, I, I haven't sat down. I bet they've spent dozens of hours, hundreds of hours looking at all of the different things and deciding which things to cut out and which things to, to focus to on and stuff. And mm-hmm. so my snap judgment of, oh, they should just get rid of the dagger entirely is maybe not the right call. I don't know. I guess we'll find out if we, if we see what he's up to in the next episode. That's true. I don't think we will. What do you think he's up to? I don't know. If you had to guess, what do you? If he's in the next episode, what what does he do? If you have to, if you have to choose, what what's what's his next course of action from here? I think he would try and either go find the dagger, or I think he turns and is going to be like, "I'm going to try and go home," and something's going to stop him. 
Okay, so I said one thing, but okay. Sorry. Th thank you for your input. I'm not good at following the rules, apparently. Apparently not. You're a rebel. You're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> so, no, I think I think you you're. Those are basically the two storylines I I would choose as well. I don't know. I don't know what else he's. Uh, you know. Maybe he goes off and finds Tom. He runs into Tom and they start having their own little adventures and eventually meet up with everyone else or something. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I do bet that he is going to start. Oh, I bet. Hmm. We saw Pat and Fane in Tarvalon. Yeah, we did. Hmm. I wonder well because oh. Matt, Matt Matt was friends with with Pat and Fane mm -hmm. right I doubt that Pat and Fane had something to do but so we could find out actually that so Moraine's keeping everyone isolated and stuff how difficult would it be I think Pat and Fane even saw them go into that it, like what if Fane has been talking to Matt and we just don't see it. And we see some flashbacks then of Fane going and saying, Hey, she's going to try to do this. Like he, right. and Fane kind of tricks Matt into staying or something. Oh, that would be interesting. I don't know. Just speculation. I, I really have no idea. Just. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know either. But I'm excited for the next episode. Excited to talk about it. Do you mm -hmm. have anything else you want to say? Any pressing matters or, or non-pressing for that matter? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. I, I think. think so. Every single thing we've, we covered. Yeah. Yay. Yay us. <laughs> Perfect. We're fancy, um, are we not? <laughs> so, so fancy. Um, yeah. So on that happy note mm -hmm. like i said we'll be back in two days for the recap but thanks everybody for listening and adam everybody may you always find water and shade oh i hope you find water and shade too Aww. as long as i have enough of it already 